The Redacted Reports brings you a special episode. We find ourselves in the rainforests of Brazil. Rooster has been deployed on an assignment with Breckenridge Security. First orders are to clear this building. Little did Rooster know just how much this would impact him. The canopy of the jungle blocks out most of the sun. The shadows that are playing on the ground keep Rooster's eyes alert, watching the different things as he sees his other three team go into the door of La Stancia. Rooster, you're positioned up on the top of the Humvee that you guys rode in on, and you see the three of them about to enter into the building. One of them points at the swastika and the uh, eagle that's been painted onto the door. He looks back at you, nods, and the crew opens up the door and enters in. You can hear the sound of that metal door from here as it slides open. I keep an eye right through the scope, watching for any movement, along with situational awareness to make sure I know what's going on around me. The surroundings, you're able to block out with your training, but still be aware of what's going on, and you're keeping your eye on your team. It's fairly quiet. You think you might hear a jaguar, and you definitely hear some birds. And then you hear a scream come from deep within the building. Do I hear it on my earpiece? Yes. You can hear it first, and then it comes through the earpiece. There's a slight delay. Carl comes barreling out of the building. He's screaming at the top of his lungs, and he's covered in blood. I'm immediately off the roof, leaving the sniper rifle there, pulling my sidearm, and again, keeping an eye on anything that could flank us, but running up to him to see what's going on. He drops to the ground ahead of you. He drops to his knees, and he's looking at you. He only has his sidearm. You're not sure where his rifle is gone. His hands are at his head, and he lets out a scream, and this mustard-colored yellow snake thing comes up out of his throat. Is it a snake? You don't have the time to look. Things are not supposed to come out of people's throats like that. No. I put a bullet through both of them. Through the snake thing, through his spine. After the star child and the baby and the mushroom people, there's no saving this guy. He collapses to the ground with a thud. The Beretta report echoes throughout the rest of the valley jungle here. It looks as though that your shot was true and Carl has passed on. And the snake thing that was in his mouth disintegrates into like a mustard yellow pudding. You see tiny little teeth with his, but from beyond, in the building itself, you hear clanging against metal, and it sounds as though something is coming out of the building. I immediately get on the radio and call back to base and saying, we need backup, we need backup now, man down. Someone manning the radio back at base gets back to you quickly. They tell you that they're gonna send in a helicopter. They should be there within a few minutes. Minutes? That's too long. I move up to that door, back against the wall, and listening before I actually go in to see if I can hear anything, get a clue of what I might run into. It sounds like something is bouncing off of sheet metal inside, and then from the door with the speed of a panther, this sickly gray, maybe it looks like an ape, bursts from the door. 
it turns and looks and you notice it has no legs, just arms and a head. And it opens its mouth and looks at you and hisses. And its mouth is a concentric circle and rows of teeth. It starts to drag on its arms toward you a bit, dragging a bit of a tail, and the tail seems to be pointed at you. I back off, unloading my magazine into this monstrosity of a thing. As soon as you pull the trigger, it seems as though it moves like lightning. You're pretty sure you hit it once or twice, but the magazine that you have is emptied. You drop and probably put in another one. While you're reloading the magazine, the thing bursts into the jungle, and you see trees bending and leaves swaying. The sounds of the animals around stop. All I can think about at this point is... Afghanistan and Operation Spellbind. Something unnatural, people down, and if I wasn't already on, just absolute extreme caution at this point as I move into the building. On the radio, you hear Black call out, I, I need help! I need help! I'm hurt! Uh, uh, oh. And he's barking and gurgling. I'm imagining that mustard thing, mustard pudding, but I'm still taking my time at this point because for all I know, he's a goner too. Taking my time enough to check my corners, make sure nothing else is going to jump out at me as I move my way through the building. You round the first corner and you see Fredericks's face down. You see a pool of blood surrounds his body. He does not seem to be moving. You see Black is leaning up against the wall and bleeding from his stomach. He has his hands holding the wound and he's coughing up blood and he lo looks up at you and you can see in his eyes he's, he is in pain. If he's alive enough to be moving, I quickly go to Fredericks, get a pulse. Fredericks has passed. Inbound team, five minutes. Fuck. Five minutes is an eternity. I go over to Black go what was it what happened i don't know it came out of nowhere it took a swipe at me it tackled carl carl ran frederick shot him then it turned and tackled him and frederick's uh, it, it, it was like a gorilla i don't know what did it do to carl it it, it just tackled him and, and he went to the ground and he motions over to frederick's who's lying there on the ground he tried and uh, he attempts to flip over Fredericks, but he's not able to. He's in too much pain. Black, can you walk? Yeah, yeah. Is, is, is Fredericks... Oh, he's gone. Fredericks gone. Carl's gone. Let's go. Shit. He takes a couple steps with you. You wrapped underneath him. And then his legs give out. You realize he passed out. Fuck. I put him into a fireman carry best I can, keeping the pistol ready to go, and I just get him out of there. You're able to drag him out into the jungle. There's no sign of whatever was in this building. You perform some basic first aid on Black, and he seems to be stable. The wound doesn't look like it's a gunshot, but you're not entirely sure. He's losing blood, but he's not. He doesn't seem to be going into shock. Do I hear birds at this point? Are the jungle sounds coming back? The jungle sounds have returned when you came back outside. I think I actually remember to exhale at that point because that's a good thing. 
The noise of a helicopter does not shut up the animals as you see a helicopter land in a field not far off and a support team pull up and start to secure the area. One of them looks over at you, skinny shit of a guy, looks over at you. Ah, so this looks like a clusterfuck, huh, for you? Two men down, one injured. Something ran out, some kind of animal. Anything left inside? I don't know. I got blackout, didn't go back in. All right, well, we're gonna go, we're gonna go check it out. You stay here, because you're obviously not worth shit anyway, right? And he laughs and, and runs to the rest of the crew. Before they get away, I'm gonna ask Womack, the team lead. Look, I don't recommend going in there. Just blow this place sky high and let's get out. Whatever was in there was freaky. What do you mean freaky? Look, I fail high school biology. It's some kind of animal that massive, fast, creepy as shit. Just blow this thing up and let's get out of here. All right, hang on. I got to check with it. Hey, Garcia, you want to radio Trent? Let's see if we can get this place demoed. (sighs) I sigh under my breath as controlled as I can. Look, I've got charges in the truck. Let's just get this thing taken care of and get out. Trent says no demo. He's on his way. We can't demo it. We're supposed to clear the building. They're like, all right. Two medics come up to you and they're like, you're walking. How about him? They check vitals. Abdomen wound. Lost a lot of blood. He's stable. All right. Let's get him aboard. And you said there's two others down? Two down. One inside, one out here. All right, we're going to wait for the inside one, but we'll, we'll get the other one. How about you? I'm fine. He looks you up and down. All right. You look back, and you see as Womack goes in, kisses his hand, and slaps the swastika before he enters in. <sighs> Motherfucking Nazis. A little bit later, they come out, and they're laughing, and Trent arrives, cowboy hat and all, pulls out a cigar, lights it, and that team of four heads over and tells him it's clear. The medics are pulling at you to get you onto the helicopter. Get your team X-filled. What's left of my team? Yeah, there's two of you. Yeah, 50% casualties aren't usually a good number. But then again, I failed statistics, so I could be wrong. Helicopter takes off and takes you back to the base. Later on that night, after you've gone through a basic debrief with some of the Breckenridge staff that are there, the intelligence staff that are there, that seems like an oxymoron with some of these folks. You're walking around this tent city of a camp, and you hear Trent's voice on one of the tents. Now, you're alone. Everyone, Everyone's pretty much gone to bed or they're enjoying a beverage. But where you're at, it's just you and Trent at this far end of the camp. And he's in a tent. In a tent. If he's talking, I want to listen, hear what's going on. Yeah, Team 1 worked out almost exactly as planned. The subject implanted twice and was released into the jungle. Yeah, yeah, the Nazi diversion, it worked well. No one will ever expect, and there's a little bit of radio static, to be behind it. I'll talk with you soon. All right, catch you in the morning. I wait a little, maybe a minute or so after that phone call ends, because I don't want to walk in right after as though I were listening, because I wasn't listening to that. And then I uh, go knock on the... Is this one of those tents that has a door? It does have a door, yes. One of those prefab things? Yes. I go knock on the door. Come in! I go on in, see Trent in his douchey cowboy hat glory. Looks at you. Ah! 
Good to see you're up and at him. How you doing? I'm fine. I was on Overwatch. I got there too late. Yeah, it's a damn shame. Yeah, really is. The, you know, the thing is, I, I gotta level with you. Look, what... What's going on with these Nazis? I mean, why is there a freaking Nazi something out here in the middle of Brazil? Uh, maybe they moved over from Argentina. Not entirely sure. But, hey, they're out here, so gotta pay attention to them, and, you know, we kinda hunt these guys down. Right. Right. I try to say convincingly, thinking about Womack. But that wasn't Nazis to kill those guys. What was that? What do you mean? I mean, it was Wasn't a jaguar? Isn't a jaguar a cat? Yeah. No, no, that was not a jaguar. It was some kind of, like, legless gorilla toothy thing. Do gorillas live around here? Yeah, there are some there are some of those around here. Um, you know, I got something for you. Um, we did find something on black that looked like it was transmittable and he got hit, so I think it might be a good idea. And he grabs a syringe from a table and taps it a little bit, make sure there's uh, air bubbles are, are out of it. He goes, "Let's get you this vaccination and uh, you know what? No worries. Make sure that you go you go home with nothing uh nothing extra. We don't want you taking home any kind of parasites or anything. Hopefully we've caught it caught a quick wheel black. Yeah, I'll make sure I don't take anything home. And with a single motion, I pull out my gun and put a bullet between his eyes. The next morning, you're on a flight back to the Bay Area. You get a telephone call from Breckenridge Human Resources. Um, Mr. White, um. You're currently under investigation. Um, we're not at liberty to discuss at the moment what that investigation is, but I want to reassure you, you're not fired. We do want to conclude the investigation. We are going to place you in a position at one of our local gun ranges at our local facility in, in and around the Davis area. Please come home. I'm on an airplane already. You're already shipping me home. And you're saying I'm under investigation for something? What, what the hell is this? I can't talk about that, I'm sorry, but I hope that you have a good day, and we'll talk with you more when you when you come on in. You've got a meeting, you should catch an email here in a little bit. Right, right. Let's go with that. <sighs> and I hang up. Well, so that's Brazil. And I put a douchey cowboy hat on my head, tip it down over my eyes, and try and take a nap. Thank you for listening to our special episode, Brazil, based on the story seed by Thomas Ogus in Interludes 1. Rooster is played by Ben Sislowski. Listen next week as we explore Rory's activities in Alaska while Arcel was in Yuma.